The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Well, hello there. We have you on our radar, and we want to reveal to you that dreams do come true because we <laughs> give you the power. Hello, Power Partners. It's Cynthia Bryan and... And another Brittany. And we are your personal growth coaches here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a program of positive book talk with authors and experts that help you excel in life and enjoy the possibilities. We're a show about following your heart and doing what you love. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are, increasing literacy, positive media, and giving teens a voice. To make a donation, visit btsya.com. People become really quite remarkable when they start thinking that they can do things. When they believe in themselves, they have the first secret to success. Norman Vincent Peale. I thought he was one of the Mm -hmm. greatest motivators of all time. So we do have to believe in ourselves. Well, what a program. Oh, my gosh, Heather. This is such a great program today. I'm so excited about it. (laughs) We are going to scare the pants off you with our medical thriller, The Darkness Drops, when Peter Clement joins us in segment two. This is such an incredible book that you're going to just want to go online right away and Buy it because it's about what could happen and may happen if we're not uh, if we're not really being uh, watchful. And in our last segment, we're going to talk about packing for trips so that your info and your valuables won't be hacked or stolen. And then coming right up right now in Health Matters, Heather and I are discussing a cure-all for almost everything. Yeah. I know. And you know... People always say, is there a cure-all for everything? And I remember when I was, oh, in college, there was this stuff that you bought at the health food store that was called Dr. Bonner's Everything Cure. And, <laughs> and it was, you know, it was one of those things that you could brush your teeth with it. You could wash your wounds. You could clean your cement. I mean, it was, it was, it was one of those. Crazy. Room? Mm, yeah, it was good. really crazy. But, 
You know what? There's been there's something that's been around for generations that is a very basic item that cures many ailments. And I am the owner of, you know, I'm a chicken lady, so I'm a chicken farmer. And I've always put a few drops of what this miracle thing is in the water, which um, decreases mold, keeps everybody healthy inside and out. It kills bacteria. But it's also a, a natural wormer, so we don't we won't get worms. If we take it, and what we're talking about, Heather, is apple cider vinegar. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> take it away. What you know, it's it's not only just for animals and for chickens; it's great for humans too. Yeah, well, you know, something that's really interesting of what is apple cider vinegar, and it's sort of right there in the name. It's fermented uh, vinegar that they make from apple cider. And it's something that's really interesting about apple cider vinegar is there's so many different forms of vinegar. There's, you know, white distilled vinegar, balsamic vinegar, red wine vinegar. But those are mainly used for food purposes. And apple cider vinegar is the only vinegar that's actually used for more health purposes than food consumption. Just you're saying sort of this one-all elixir with things, this one has so many uses. So we decided to do this for our people too. When you were you were sharing your you know up at the up at the chickens, how you put it in the water to kill a bacteria. Well, at our house currently, what we've been doing is we just started juicing and trying to get really healthy. But when you start juicing and and you've been having lots of vegetables and fruit around, um, you also attract a lot of fruit flies. So in a way of um, kind of. You know, not having to put out any poisons or anything like that or, you know, a fly trapper. What we did is we made homemade fly traps. And with that, what we did is we take a cup of apple cider vinegar, um, put a saran wrap on the top, and pull a couple holes in it. And what it does is it attracts the flies to it. The flies go in, they, they go into the little, um, you know, the little slits that you've put in there. And then they get stuck in there and they drown. <laughs> but the good thing that is sounds like the same thing like using beer, you know, for snails and slugs. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, something too that with that is um, beyond just, you know, the kitchen and, and getting, killing things, also killing things in that bacteria-wise is it's something really good for acne, um, which you know is a lot of times acne is just caused from built-up bacteria in your skin. Um, so things to, you know, rubbing, you can make uh, like a homemade uh, astringent for your face, too. It also um, has been known, too, that it can get rid of... I really like, I think that one's a really great one because people put so many chemicals on their faces, and this would be so much better. Exactly. And, and something, too, is for dandruff, what you can do if you've been experiencing dandruff, um, pour one, a fourth cup of apple cider vinegar and a fourth cup of water together. Put that in your hair. Let it soak in um, for about five to minutes. And then rinse it out, and supposedly that should be helping with with dry uh, with dried skin. Also, something um, a lot of times you see, and even health food stores, they sell it as a weight loss, um, not really a weight loss supplement, I guess, a weight loss drink in essence, because drinking um, apple cider vinegar has actually been used for thousands of years to curb hunger. 
Um, because what it does actually is it stabilizes um, your blood glucose, the sugar levels in your body. And so they've said this could be something good for someone with diabetes because the uh, vinegar will affect the blood sugar um, and perhaps you'll actually lower it. And the same thing can go for high cholesterol. They don't really know, you know exactly everything that's out there right now, but that when you Sugars are stabilized. Um, that helps, you know, with your blood pressure, and um, and we all know that high cholesterol can be associated with blood pressure. Um, one thing I like to kind of say is, with caution about this, is um, though this can. Yesterday, I was kind of feeling like I want to try it, so you know, I, I took a little took a little shot of the apple cider vinegar. Something to be careful of is to make sure you dilute it with water because. Um, the vinegar is just that. It's very acidic. And for some people, that can be um, you know, almost painful on your stomach. And it can, you know, burning the lining. And also, really acidic things can be damaging to your teeth, but your teeth enamel. So make sure you're always um, diluting it um, so that you don't have the negative effects of it. Also, um, that much acidity without dilution can affect the potassium levels in your body, and that can be really weakening as well. So, oh, see, that's really, really good to know the, about um, about the fact that it's so acidic that it can also damage. So it's like too much of a good thing isn't a good thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that's the key we've learned about just everything is moderation, honestly. I think, you know, a lot of people swear by it, you know, that incorporating um, the vinegar, you know, into their daily diet, or, you know, some people say they they use it to cover, you know, curve appetite, or, or pouring it over salad, you know, it's creating this bitter, you know, this filledness. Um, again, it's just moderation, and to dilute it, because it can be, again, it's really acidic, it, it can be, you know, that acid on, um, on your stomach lining, and again, the enamel on your teeth. And we don't want, you know, we don't want to have those opposite things. That's why they say, you know, never to suck on lemons. Well, there were a couple studies done, too. And, of course, you know, there's always studies done. So we have to take everything with a grain of salt. But that it is uh, used in naturopathic medicine. And some laboratory studies have found that vinegar might be able to kill some cancer cells or at least slow their growth. So that's a really good one, as well as um, lowering your blood pressure. Yeah, and that's you know what we were saying before is um, is the blood pressure because just as the effect of possibly with um, high cholesterol, and that's associated with it. In diabetes, it's really you know just kind of leveling out your sugar levels. Um, also, you know sometimes you, you can use that in um, you know food wise too. Even though I must say balsamic would be my my vinegar of choice, um, they, uh, they you know to put it in food, you know add flavoring to things, and they say you know possibly a, a, a filledness. Excuse me. Um, and something too that they recommend is that just as you're saying that you're killing bacteria, um, that for dogs too, it's actually a natural dewormer. So, as you know, uh, especially dogs and very, in particular breeds are more susceptible to getting warm. So, we recommend you just think about, you know, a, a teaspoon to a tablespoon in a dog's water. Um, but do this weekly, not daily, because, again, the same thing over time that could cause, you know, stomach irritation. And you don't want to do, again, you don't want to do something that's going to reverse it um, back. You want, you know, you want your, your happy puppies. Heather, I've um, so, also read that you can use the apple cider vinegar for an anti-aging elixir, 
And do you ha- know how it is that you use that? Is it by putting it on your skin or is it ingesting just a little bit? Do you know how I that haven't, I No, I haven't heard of, of the anti, anti-aging. If you know more about this, I'd love to know. Well, you know, anytime you see anti-aging, you have to really raise your eyebrows because aging is just part of life. <laughs> so... I'm not so sure, but I know I had I had read about it. But I love the fact that it really does kill the bacteria, and it's it is especially if you have a lot of animals like I do, and I have you know my ducks and geese and and the chickens and the goats and the pig. Everybody's sharing water, so putting the apple cider vinegar in it does keep the water purer, and uh, so that is that's really a good thing. Uh, what yeah. other uses um, have you used it for, or do you think it's good for? Um, well, just another thing is recently, I mean, it's I just taking a more, you know, an organic um, approach to things like that is how we made these um, fly traps. And you can do this inside and outside. You can also do that for bees. Um, cooking with it, too. Usually um, we will, um, cooking, excuse me, cleaning. Um, sometimes something, too, if you ever want to shine, um, sort of like a brass bar, what I do with jewelry is I will take equal amounts, about a fourth cup of apple cider vinegar and a fourth cup of uh, baking soda. Sort of like if you ever remember making those volcanoes in, uh, you know, science class, the, the chemical reaction with that, is it gets all bubbly and foamy. But what actually it's doing, because of the acid, um, I soak jewelry in there. I'll soak, I'll soak with my silver rings in it, and it will shine them up. And so it's, Oh, that's um, good. I bet you it would polish copper and brass then too, wouldn't it? So if it, yeah, it shines I suppose, metal. Yeah, I mean, I just have put in, um, again, it's a, it's a natural, uh, in essence, it's a natural thing. So I'll put jewelry in there, let it soak in there, take an old toothbrush, and then just scrub against with it. Um, also, you know, again, it can be a disinfectant. So you see it, they make a lot of vinegar products now that you can clean with it. Again, with baking soda, making this sort of baking soda and vinegar mixture. Um, just be, you know, always careful because the apple cider vinegar does have a slight tint to it. Be careful, um, you know, what if you're going to try using it on fabrics or sometimes linoleum can absorb um, colors of things. So make sure if you're ever going to kind of test it out, making these, you know, homemade cleaning products and what's that, that you kind of use a test area first so that you don't end up, you know, destroying something, corroding it. Um, All right, well, let's recap then. Let's recap some of the uses for this cure-all. So, of course, we know it's good to put in the water for your animals. It's also good as a weight loss uh, and for, uh, they think, for some diabetes, high cholesterol, blood pressure, heart health. Possibly cancer and yeah, the big did thing I already go ahead. Diabetes is that I was just gonna say the big thing regarding to diabetes is that um, it can help the vinegar can help stabilize your sugar your glucose levels and if your sugar levels are stabilized that also controls that cortisol in your stomach that's the stress hormone the fight or fight or flight. Um, when your sugar levels are stable, then, you know, your body is producing correctly um, so that you're not going to be hungry and, you're, you know, you're not going to get these sugar spikes. So that can be a big thing regarding diabetes as well as to the weight loss, how they can be connected in that sense. 
That's excellent. And we are going to do a, a Health Matters on Diabetes next week. So make sure you tune in next week. And again, our guest, Peter Clement, who's going to be with us today, is going to be doing the second installment of his interview on the darkness uh, drops. So it's going to be a great show next week, too. So, Heather, go ahead and give out the websites. I love this apple cider vinegar. i got to go make sure and stock up on it. And it, you suggested many things that I'm not using it for. So I'm going to try all of them. Awesome. Yeah, we want you to go to BeTheStarYouAre.com as well as BeTheStarYouAre.org. And when we return from break, you better be prepared to have the pants scared off you because we're going to be introducing best-selling author Peter Clement with his newest book, The Darkness Drops. It's bringing the reality of bioterrorism to our shores. So grab your hazmat suit and your gas mask and buckle your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Stay tuned here to Star Style. Be the star you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we'll be right back. You are the star you you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take world talk radio on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market be the star you are light up the flame that burns Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org Be the lucky star Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired. 
entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. You'll find all you need. Well, our gratitude to you for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and every week I bring you the best experts and authors on the planet. These are the pioneers of the planet. And today, I just really hope you have your hazmat suit and your gas mask set the ready, because our featured guest this week and for the next three weeks is Peter Clement, author of seven books that bring readers inside the world of emergency medicine with fast-paced action, authentic dialogue, and unbelievably unforgettable characters. His newest book is The Darkness Drops, and it's most relevant today and very frightening as he delves into the real threat of bioterrorism and untreatable diseases created in a lab. Welcome, Peter, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, thank you, Cynthia. I'm so glad to be here. I am so excited to finally get you here on the air because I have been reading your book and I, I, I and reread it twice actually. It is absolutely compelling. Talk about a page t- turner. I think it's the most thrilling book I've ever read. I, I'm starting to call you the John Grisham of the medical world. Well, thank you, Cynthia. That's high praise. <laughs> well, listen, before we get into the details of the book and the dangers of organisms that could obliterate the world, I do want our audience to know that you are uh, an emergency room physician with over two decades of experience. So what you write about, you live it and you really know what you're talking about. Would you give us a little glimpse of your background, and then we're going to get into the darkness drops. Sure. Um, I have, from the beginning of my career, sort of divided it between emergency medicine and family medicine, what you would call primary care. So I work with the people that we really are on the front lines of when illness strikes. Um, we're the people that, um, that um, patients come and see. And so have you really felt that being a doctor was what made you want to write these kinds of books? Well, I thought there were um, books that could give voice to the the drama that is inherent in what we do in emergency. Um, And in particular, if indeed we looked at the fault lines where things go wrong, and that's where I think it gets interesting. And the people who are on the front line are so varied and really um, so remarkable that it was a narrative that um, practically, you know, screamed out to be told. And after 20 years in the place, um, I uh, had always had in the back of my mind to write a book about it, write stories about it. And when my duties as, uh, as chief of the department came to an end, um, I had a pack of time which... Um, I said, here is the opportunity I've been looking for, and it's time to see if this can be done or not. And um, I started to write, and uh, that was now eight books ago. So <laughs> it's, it's amazing, I mean, because the books are just so very real. Well, in The Darkness Drops, you introduce a new protagonist, Dr. Terry Ryder. He is the chief advisor to the White House for Bioterror Preparedness. 
give us the premise, you know, can give us kind of a background of the darkness drops because it is dark <laughs> and it is very frightening. Certainly. Um, it is a story about six very charismatic people, one of them being the President of the United States, who unwittingly, and in some cases not so unwittingly, enable the release of a bioweapon, the impact of which sweeps the planet. Um, it is a story of Terry Ryder, who in his position as this advisor is charged with trying to check this outbreak, but he's up against an organism that no one has ever seen before with symptoms in victims that no one has ever seen before and for which there is no known treatment. In other words, it's an impossible task. Um, it's also a story about the people on the front lines of medicine, which even in the face of a world at war with an invading organism can summon remarkable acts of courage and at the same time um, um, still manage to somehow care for their families and care for their loved ones in extremely difficult circumstances. Um, above all, it's a love story. Um, my premise is that uh, the heart has reasons that reason knows not, and it's how people with uh, emotions, subjective um, values, etc., practice the so-called objective uh, work of science and medicine, and how these um, really unobjective factors can can figure in to the decisions they make, for better or for worse, in very extreme and uh, dangerous circumstances. And this is what makes the darkness drop so intriguing, is because the way that you weave together all the characters. Now, you wrote that as catastrophic as a nuclear weapon would be, the damage that uh, a nuclear weapon ensues has to be defined by the law of physics, and therefore it's limited, right, to a specific area. And the same with chemical weapons. They have to obey the laws of chemistry and be finite. But a biological weapon... There's an exponential spread, and if unchecked, that impact can just keep on going. It can be limitless. Can we start by talking about the real-world dangers of a virus created in a lab and about bioterrorism in general? I have to admit, Peter, when until I read The Darkness Drops, I had never really stopped to think about lab Viruses. You know, I just thought bird flu and SARS and all that was something that happened. I never stopped to think this could be t- bioterrorism. Tell us about that. Well, um, the, 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 real, the, the issue is that um, if something is put together that we've never seen before, uh, it creates a scourge that I hope, I hope we never have to face in reality. Um, it, in the... Last few months, there's been a bit of controversy because some scientists have reconstructed what they think is pretty close to the influenza virus that swept the planet in 1918 to 1919 and killed 50 to 100 million people in that period of time of two years. That's more than all the casualties from World War I. And the reason that they devised this strain in the lab was they wanted to have organisms to study in case there was such a deadly strain either occurring naturally or occurring as a bioweapon. Um, 
the the concerns here are that whatever is the underlying organism, whether it be a known one or an unknown one, we have to start from ground zero, that there would have to be the basic approach to any outbreak, which is to isolate the people that are infected, the hot zone, to identify the underlying organism, and then hopefully find the existing treatment if there is one. But just isolating is a huge problem. How big an area do you seal off? How do you enforce it if people want to get out? I mean, I know I'd want to get out with my family if people were dying from a highly contagious organism that was very, very deadly. And where would you go if it's something like, you know, what you're talking about in the darkness drops. And by the way, for those of you just tuning in, we are talking to Peter Clement. He is the author of eight books. And The Darkness Drops is the book we're talking about today that is about bioweapons. And it's just an amazing, amazing book. So if there was something that was spreading across the planet, like in The Darkness Drops we have shakes, is where would you go? I mean, can you, can you actually escape it? Well, that's, that's the issue. And in, uh, uh, in some cases you may have clusters everywhere. Um, but now part of the mystery of the darkness drops is why are there clusters seemingly simultaneously everywhere? That's against all the usual rules of contagion. But this, in fact, poses an even bigger problem for Terry Ryder because this thing, this entity, this, this clinical entity is just not behaving like anything anyone has ever seen before. But in the real world, I mean, and who knows? Uh, I'm not going to give away the plot, but, I mean, the scenario that ultimately unfolds is not that unlikely. Um, I pressed the envelope and played what if. But in the real world, even if they took a strain of this influenza that was very virulent and released it, at the, we would also not only have to isolate an area to pre- try and prevent spread, then you'd have to get all the equipment and personnel in to do the cultures and try to identify what it is you're dealing with. And then you'd have to try and deal with the logistics of getting in the massive numbers of doses if there were a treatment and get that distributed. This all takes time. Well, and this was something you brought about. You brought this up with with Dr. Terry Ryder and his colleagues in the various hospitals and emergency rooms. They were totally on overload. And immediately when they're called in, whether whether they were on vacation or asleep or whatever, and they all head to the hospital, what happens when you don't have a supply of whatever medications you think you can do? You are, um, were an ER doctor. How did you or how would you or your colleagues respond to something like this, this kind of an outbreak that you don't really know what it is, but people are not only dying, but they're in terrible pain? It's, uh, it's very scary. Um, and I have to say that some, something like this has already occurred um, uh, when the SARS outbreak uh, began. Um, I've talked to people who were on duty when those cases started to come in. Um, at first, they had the very tight-sealed special N95 masks that are supposed to be protected against viruses. They ran out of them within a week, and suddenly it was the same flimsy paper mask that you might do in surgery in order to keep from coughing into a patient's wound, but they are not viral-proof by any means. And healthcare workers started to get sick and go down. Um, the, the overload that would occur, 
is also compounded by the fact life does not stop. Uh, emergencies still keep coming in of the of the regular style, heart attacks and and strokes and and seizures and you know, automobile accidents. Um, it will not take much to overload and derail the healthcare system, and that would be again almost insurmountable if the volume of infectious cases were coming in and added to our existing loads. Well, the, one of the frightening things in The Darkness Drops is that your characters are very, very real. I mean, it's like I feel like I know many of these people that uh, that you write about. And in the emergency room, they're working round the clock. And yet, as you were saying earlier, some of the healthcare workers are getting ill as well. And from an ethical point of view, when you have healthcare workers getting sick, what's been your experience? Do you find, you know, do you just keep on working? What do they, are, do, are they, you know, as I know it's do no harm. Are they required to keep going through it, to push through it, to keep trying to save lives? Or is it like firefighters where you really try to save the people that you think are savable, and unfortunately, the ones that are beyond help, you have to let go. Um, it's a bit of both, I would think. Um, obviously, um, we're uh, uh, in a situation that extreme. I think people would try and, and ideally, or uh, you know, in the um, theoretically, if you're protecting yourself with proper mask and gown from being infected, you're probably keeping yourself from infecting others. But um, that gets kind of dicey if you're doing procedures, et cetera, and have a risk of cutting yourself. And then if this is bloodborne, you might infect uh, uh, a person that you're working on. Um, I think, though, it would be of such a catastrophic nature, doctors would work for as long as they can. And in the case of SARS, some of the doctors who were infected when the uh, early stages um, had people not really understanding what degree of protection they had to use when they were close to patients in the so-called spray zone of where um, not truly airborne organisms, but what can be sprayed around when they cough and choke, um, that they were getting infected even wearing masks and gowns, and they had to go into the so-called hazmat suits or spacesuits. Um, these people then volunteered for as long as they could to work in these high-risk areas where you were conducting procedures and increasing your risk of getting contaminated. And, and some of them died, um, you know, when they could no longer function, uh, were then treated themselves. And, uh, and unfortunately, some nurses and some doctors died. In effect, this puts us back practically into the same situations of ancient plagues where both patients and caregivers are at equal risk of being infected and harmed. And so this is the whole idea of this the bioweaponry is that unless you have some immunity such as a a shot something that was already designed you really don't stand a chance because it's something that's created in a laboratory so there's no known remedy for it am i understanding that right uh i think you are i really think you are and um this is where um, some procedures, if it were a known, a known organism such as influenza and Tamiflu is thought to be a remedy, maybe we'd have a chance. But even then, with all the time involved for those, those first three responses, um, it might not be 
time enough to help those in the hot zone. Maybe it can help those in the periphery and help prevent further contagion. But um, as Terry Ryder says in one part of the book, uh, you know, given the length of time involved to get all that done, um, those in the hot zone are toast. Oh, I mean, that was that that really, really gives me like gives me the chills. We are talking to Peter Clement. His website is peterclementbooks.com. PeterClementBooks.com. This book is The Darkness Drops, and it really is about bioweaponry, creating viruses in a lab and countries that may or may not be doing this, and how do we find out? And his doctor, his protagonist, Dr. Terry Ryder, is he a little bit like you, do you think? <laughs> well, I think he's uh, probably a lot smarter than me, and... Uh, Terry He's has very a, charming. Has He's such a charming um, man. I think all emergency room physicians have a bit of this because we see all the time people that get into trouble or get themselves into trouble. We're probably able to spot trouble about, you know, three steps down the road and um, try to think up a reaction to it. Uh, Terry Ryder is like a master chess player. He can sort of read risks, sort of. Uh, you know, even nine, ten, twelve moves ahead. Right, he's known for his twelve moves ahead. Right, yeah. that's what his, and his so expertise. And so he can kind of anticipate and intervene, and that's great in ER, um, where he can save lives. But living with a guy like that can be a bit uh, difficult. <laughs> well, in in the book, in any case, he really is saving lives, and he's always out for the greater good. What about tracking outbreaks, Peter? If they happen, you know, how do you find them? How do you find these outbreaks, and where is ground zero? Well, (laughs) one quote I once heard was that the best way to discover a new disease is a bunch of doctors get together for beer after a shift in ER, and then they suddenly realize they're all seeing something very strange. But on a more (laughs) (laughs) more sophisticated level... Um, there are systems that exist today. I don't think they're fully up, but that um, are plugged into outpatient departments and plugged into um, emergencies where they list presenting symptoms. And the programs are designed to pick up on any that may signify trouble. But, um, you know, with H1N1, the 2009 outbreak, it took months to recognize something was going on in Mexico. Um, something more severe would probably be picked up more quickly um, in the book, I press the envelope a little bit, and I have more compliance, and I think that will be the reality, that more and more um, entry points into primary care and emergency care will be pick, you know, entering all the presenting diagnoses and symptoms, and that way a program could pick up, hey, something different is going on here in you know, San Francisco or Honolulu or wherever. What I found by reading The Darkness Drops is that we definitely do need some systems in place because every single page in your book, Peter, is so real. And all I kept thinking to myself is, oh, my God, this really could happen. This really could happen. And, you know, I never thought about any of I never thought about any of these circumstances. You talk about the chimera. Now, I only know the word chimera from the Greek mythology, you know, where there was that monstrous fire breathing creature that was composed of a lot of animals, different That's animals. Right, yeah. What do you mean by chimera in the darkness well, drops? I mean that if you really impossible? were um, doing a designer organism, and if it was for Machiavellian purposes, um, it might be possible to create a uh, strain that has 
different features and that has the combined features of uh, rather venomous toxins that can kill very quickly when someone is infected, um, that has a, um, uh, a, a kind of replication process that makes it particularly easy and rapid spreading, um, another and and may have the characteristics of being able to be contagious go from one person to the other very quickly very easily truly airborne uh and put it all together um the um uh the way that they made this super strain of influenza which is now in a lab in Holland and I hope that never gets out um was to mix the um uh, various strains of bird flu that are not usually able to infect humans with human influenza, and organisms are always swapping DNA. It's what they do. And finally, by just accelerating what occurs in nature, they got a superorganism. And that's not one that we really know if we can stop it. Now, you just said something that just really rings a bell here, and you said, I hope that never gets out of the lab in Holland. What is to stop somebody, a, a spy, a traitor, someone who just want, you know, is out for world dominion? I mean, we know about, you know, he, we've read all the history of Hitler and how he wanted the super race. What if a country just wants a super race? Is it possible to get things out of a lab? I imagine anything's possible, but how realistic is that? Well, I think it's certainly realistic that so-called level four labs can have an accident. Um, so far, well, that's not quite true. There is an event in the darkness drops where a bioweapons munitions factory uh, actually had a leak, and that episode is based upon an event that really occurred. It's been denied. It's never been reported. But I have talked to two of the physicians that survived it. So, and the- we will talk about. We're going to talk about that and more of the darkness drops in future episodes of Star Style. Be the star you are, because Peter, you are coming back for three more weeks because we really want to go in depth. Find out all about how you create your characters, your, the research you do, you know, how you found out about the different spies and the defectors and all of these things and everything about the DNA. So we want you to come back to talk about the darkness drops. And that to me is really scary is to think that these uh, level four labs actually can have a leak. And what are we going to do about it? Well, I look forward to the next time, Cynthia. Right, right. And I'm sure that your next books are going to continue this, too. Let's give out your website, Peter, again, and then I'm going to let you go ahead and wrap up this segment for today with, you know, just some final words. And we want to remind readers and the audience that Peter loves to hear from his readers. So you can follow him on Twitter or Facebook. Go to PeterClementBooks.com. PeterClementBooks.com. I highly recommend The Darkness Drops. This is actually bone-chilling, yet it's a wonderful adventure story as well. And you're never going to be bored. And you may not sleep, though, because (laughs) you have to keep reading. Peter, I didn't want to go to bed. I just wanted to keep reading and reading and reading. And I was actually sad when it ended. Oh, Cynthia, that's the uh, music to a writer's ears. Exactly. (laughs) Well, you're an incredible writer. You really, really are. And, of course... 
many, many uh, famous people have already said that uh, and given you great reviews from uh, from Patterson and um, DeMille and all these great writers. So we know that you're onto something. And as I said, I, I'm looking at you as the the John Grisham of the medical world. So well, well, thank give us, you. Give us a little like wrap-up. I just to say to you know, listeners who do, who might choose to download and get a copy, that uh, I would just echo what you said. I love to hear from readers, and um, on my website, there's a quick way to kind of email me. Um, would want to know your comments. We delighted to hear from you. We love we love comments, and I know people don't ever like to take the time to to because they always think that best selling authors are so busy, and I know you are. But at the same time, you know it'd be great to do it. And by the way, everyone, this is an ebook, so you can download it to your e readers, your iPod, whatever you like to read on, and you can have it immediately. So the darkness drops is the name of the book. PeterClementBooks.com. Peter, I'm going to look forward to our next installment next week when we find out more about what you do to create these books and how you get into the minds of, of your characters and how they come to you. I'm always fascinated by that, as I know our listeners are too. So we'll be talking next week. Thank you, Cynthia. This is and let's fun. just hope that we're not toast in the hot zone. I don't think I want to be in the hot zone. No, that's not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea. Not a good idea. Peter, thank you so much for being on Star Style. You're terrific. Thank you, Cynthia. Take care. Thank you. PeterClementBooks.com. The darkness drops. Read it. You will not be disappointed. You will just be on pins and needle, and you will be very frightened. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I'm going to be back in a bit with... Hacking, packing, don't go away. And thanks, Peter. The star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to be decisive? We live in a fast-paced technological world where decisions must be almost instantaneous. Thinking clearly has become a national pastime, but it's important to make sure that the decisions you make are the right ones by asking yourself a few key questions. First, What am I deciding, and is this decision absolutely necessary now? 
what choices do I have? Is this the correct time to be making this decision, or is it something that needs more thought and research in order to make a knowledgeable, informed point? Once you have thought about these questions, weigh all your options, but don't overanalyze because you can get your decisions into a paralysis. Make sure to assess the risks of making every decision. Once you've made the call, be willing to stand by it. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another business bite. For more information on Star Style or to book a coaching or consultation, you can call 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com. Be the star you are. Light up the Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thanks again for staying with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and did you love that interview with Peter Clement? I'm telling you, this book, The Darkness Drops, is something that you you just want to go to your computer right now and download it. It's an ebook, not expensive, and it will keep you reading. Uh, you will just be mesmerized and frightened that this could really happen, and then you'll start weighing all your decisions that you're going to be making for the rest of the year. So this is a terrific book. Go to peterclementbooks.com. I want to also help you uh, for your vacation. Oh, this would be a good book to read uh, for vacation, by the way. But I want to, when you're packing for vacations, we don't want to let the quirks hit you. So I have compiled some um, tips for you that we call the anti-hacking packing tips that can prepare you for summer and beyond in any of the holidays. So if you're going away, first of all, you want to alert your credit card provider and let them know that you're traveling before you leave. And that helps the fraud department stop any bogus charges. It also helps um, them account for anybody that is trying to use your your credit cards. And it also stops it your account from being frozen while you're on your trip. This has happened to me before I learned this tip, by the way. I know that when I was moving Heather to San Diego and I had to buy all these things for her to go to college, and I didn't call the credit card company, and wouldn't you know it, somebody tried to use the card, so they froze it, and I was at the grocery store with two baskets full of groceries, and the card wouldn't work. Had to just leave it. It was very embarrassing. Another good thing to do is to stop your mail at the post office. Experts say uh, it's best not to. There's too many people that know that you're going to be out of town. So have somebody pick it up. 
The third thing, weed out your wallet. Only bring the essentials on a trip uh, because there's pickpockets. I know I was in Barcelona. I was leading a tour. I told all the people on my tour that Barcelona was really a bad pickpocket place and to make sure not to uh, put their wallets in their pockets and their purses to hold them right in front. And yet two people on my uh, tour still got pickpocketed. One was a woman with her purse, and they just took the wallet right out. So if you're a woman, you want to bring a purse that has a lot of compartments with zippers on them, have a sturdy strap, don't ask anyone to watch it for you. If you go to the restroom, don't hang it over the back of the door or the front of the door. It's just very easy to cut and do that. Best thing is probably to put a wallet, you know, on a, a money belt or actually like a money bra where you keep it under your clothes. And that is going to be much, much safer. You may also want to just carry an extra old worn wallet. It's like a second wallet. It's kind of a cool tip. Because if you get uh, not just pickpocketed, but if you get robbed, you can give the the robber this wallet. Just put a couple dollars in it, maybe some old keys from a hotel, um, you know, some old pictures or something. And that is that's been helpful for people. Leave your checkbook at home. If you think you're going to need a couple of checks, just tear out two or three and bring those with you. But leave everything else at home. You might also want to re- uh, request a credit freeze at the credit bureaus of Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion so that if somebody does pick up like a credit card application and tries to open an account in your name, that they won't be able to do it. Now, there might be a charge for that, but it's something to look into, especially if you're going to be gone a long time. You want to also leave debit cards at home unless you're planning to go into the bank and use the ATM in the bank lobby where there are surveillance cameras. Unfortunately, at uh, at debit uh, machines at ATMs, there are many, many thieves who have devices that can copy your information. And it's also another good place that you can get kind of hijacked or robbed. So you have to be careful. Um, beware of Wi-Fi. Never, never just uh, go and use financial or passwords or you know any information that is personal from a Wi-Fi or a hotel computer. You don't want to access this kind of data because there could be identity stealing software installed on other people's computers, and the Wi-Fi could be monitored. So you want to be very careful there. And then beware of fraud from supposed front desk calls. And what this means that if you get a call, you know, late at night and they say, oh, you know, your credit card didn't go through. We need to run it again. Can you give me the number? Just say, sure, I'll call you right back. Hang up and either go down to the front desk or call the front desk directly. This is a real big fraud item in hotels when people know you're staying in uh, in hotels. And so you don't want to get caught up in that. So hopefully with these simple tips, you are ready to pack your bags and you can enjoy the holiday wherever it may be and whenever it may be. And, you know, have a very, very happy, happy trails. Now, I just want to leave you with a couple things before we're going to end. And this is four characteristics 
found in those who impact our lives. One is consistency. These folks are not restless flashes in the pan, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. Neither are they given to fads and gimmicks. Those who impact our lives stay with the task with reliable regularity. They're unaffected by the fickle winds of change, and they are consistent. Authenticity. Probe all you wish, try all you like to find hypocritical flaws, and you're going to search in vain. People who impact others are real to the core. They are authentic. There's nothing covering up. There's not a layer to be peeled. They are the real deal. Unselfishness. Mustn't forget this one. Hands down, it's there every time. Those who impact us the most watch out for themselves the least. They notice our needs, and they reach out to help. And they're honestly concerned about our welfare. Their least used words are I, me, my, mine. They're really unselfish. Sounds like uh, Peter Clement's protagonist, Dr. Terry Ryder, in the book, The The Darkness Drops. Tirelessness. With relentless determination, they spend themselves. They refuse to quit. They possess an enormous amount of enthusiasm for their labor, and they press on regardless of the odds, virtually unconcerned with the obstacles. Actually, they're like pioneers, resilient and rugged. They are tireless. Again, that sounds like Dr. Terry, a writer of The Darkness Drops. Well, I'd like to thank you all for being great listeners and staying with us here on Star Style every week. Our hope is that you'll discover something extraordinary, perhaps yourself. Learn to pause, savor the silence between the notes, embark on your journey. The universe is wide open. We want you to spread your wings and soar to the stars. To make a donation to the charity, to increase literacy and keep these positive messages on the air, go to btsya.com. Or to find more information about Star Style, visit starstyleproductions.com. Our aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. See beyond your physical being and know you are already a star that you have dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week. And my selection for the week is The Darkness Drops. It really is like a garden in your pocket. And I'll tell you, if bioterrorism happens... We're going to need a lot of gardens. So until next week, when we will be together again, Peter Clement will be back with us. Heather will be talking about diabetes. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I'm thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. You are a star. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You.